Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm Paul Arnold. He's Ernest Watts, and together we are plenty confused about many things in the world today, but not about sports. We love sports. We've been following sports for many, many years. We've seen a lot of things on the sporting field. Ernest, what's the craziest thing you've seen on the sporting field in the last month? Uh, it would be the end of the Miami-Georgia Tech game. Oh, so recent pick. Yeah, that's the one that bounced in my mind because I've never seen that happen before. Uh, well, and I'll put second to that is, is but the only thing that's gone right at New England. The little play on kicks were New England where they have the outside guy run parallel to the line of scrimmage to build up momentum and come in and block kicks. I, I That's much better than the brotherly shove. I'm tired of the brotherly shove. That's that's the tush push that the Eagles. Now everybody does it. Everything. Everybody's does. trying to do it, but they can't seem to do it quite as good as um, the Eagles. Well, and I heard there were some rumblings that they were going to ban it this last off season. Uh, they're actually talking about it in the meetings, the owners' meetings this month. That there might be a, a change. I don't know how, unless you actually eliminate the push. Of course, this all goes back to Reggie Bush pushing Matt Leinert against Notre Dame. My gracious, 20 years ago, 17 years ago, that yeah, was the yeah. the first, you know, the, the, someone's going to get injured. What I really hate to see is when linemen grab the running back or wide receiver by the shoulder pads and try and pull, you just know that's that's an injury it's going to happen. I mean, it, someone's going to get injured. And, and you look at what happened to Mahomes two years ago. Mm. When, and when he tried that and got and was injured and had to miss a game, so you know it's an injury kind of go. But but now for the edification of our listeners, what happened in the Miami Georgia Tech game was uh, they had the ball. Uh, Georgia Tech had no timeouts. All they had to do was take a knee and win the game. So they decided to hand it off to the running back, and a la the uh, Meadowlands miracle. He fumbles the ball. It's picked up by Georgia Tech, and they score a touchdown. Again, the the, the Meadowlands miracle was Joe Pisarczyk of the Giants, who was supposed to do the same thing, was handing off to Larry Zonka, missed it, uh, the ball off of Zonka's enormous thighs, and it was picked up by Herman Edwards and taken in for a touchdown, then of the Philadelphia Eagles. I just saw Herm on ESPN talking about the tush push. But anyways, there's other things we can talk about in sports this week. Uh, Football is off and running. I think the greatest game I saw this week, or the the funnest one, was the Red River rivalry with Texas and Oklahoma. And, boy, I've doubted Oklahoma's coach. I've doubted that they can come back. But, boy, that quarterback, Gabriel, for Oklahoma, with a bloody finger and all, had ice in his veins, and I thought, boy, Texas, you got to have a better defense than that. Or do you think Oklahoma's offense is that good, Ernest? I think Oklahoma's defense is the differentiation. And Gabriel is a transfer from Western, from uh, University of Central Florida. Uh, I, I think the defense, that was the difference last year. They were scoring points last year. This year they have a defense. And I don't really think they've solved the problem. Are they your chance for Manning in the background in, in Austin? 
to be the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Manning, Manning. He's I supposed mean, to be getting $1.3 million this year in NIL. Manning is more than the starting quarterback. Sitting on the bench. Who is a transfer from Ohio State? Uh, I wonder, my big question is, are they still going to play in the Cotton Bowl when they both go in the SEC next year? <laughs> or are they going to go home and away? I mean, giving you know, that, that, that'll be interesting to find out what happens there. Of course, it's going to dilute that that rivalry because most likely it won't be for the championship of the Western Division of Southeastern Conference. And why does Texas worry? They're going to wind up playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship anyway. We're going to see a remake of this game, and it's going to be in Dallas again. Well, Arlington. We're going to see these two teams face each other again. It's, it's a Michigan-Ohio State type of situation. You're going to see them play twice. But Texas has been bad for so long that this is a new day and age for that rivalry. Yeah, uh, and, and Oklahoma's kind of stumbled. I mean, you remember there was a period of time there when Oklahoma got in the, the Final Four of the FCS championships every year, and they've kind of stumbled a little bit uh, after Stoops left. They've not been quite that efficient a team. So it's it's you know it's it's one of those when you and I grew up that was one of the big games and I think it's you know they they try to pump it up on ESPN they do Fox when Fox has it but I I think it's kind of lose it's going to lose a lot of its its significance uh, when when it's the SEC well I like See, how, I saw I saw go ahead go ahead I like how early it is in the season that we're getting that quality of game. And I love their trophy. And like we, Michigan just played Minnesota and we got the little brown jug. Okay, that's sort of cool. But to have a gold-plated t- a cowboy hat as your trophy, that's super cool. Have you ever seen the LSU-Arkansas trophy? No. The battle for the boot. It is the shape of Arkansas and Louisiana, so it looks like a boot. A boot? And they call it the battle for the boot. Actually, I saw a better game. Well, if you like offense, I saw a better game. North Carolina? Or to 61. Well, then that was good, too. But I'm talking about USC and and uh, Arizona, which went on to 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's why I haven't got much sleep this weekend. That was a triple overtime win. And at one time, USC was down 17 to nothing in the, sec- in the first half. So Caleb Williams looked like Vince Young in that game, but he's much better than Vince Young. Uh, I would say Mahomes. He, he He's a taller Mahomes. Well, he's not that tall. He's only 6'1". I think he's faster he's than Mahomes. He, yeah, he probably is, but he's not going to be able to do a lot of that stuff when he gets in the pros. He'll get a wake-up call real fast. But he's accurate, and he throws from all kind of angles. I see him throwing underhanded sometimes. I mean, it's the arm angle throws that I see kind of reminds me of Mahomes. And the ability to him to, to rally teams. By the way, I did enjoy the Carolina-Syracuse game. That's <laughs> about the best we've played all year. We have a defense, something we've never had before since Dre Bly was our cornerback, and LT was playing linebacker. So uh, we got a big game with, with Miami as long as Miami is not fixated on how they lose. And Miami deserved to lose if you saw the uniforms they were wearing. They were called Miami Vice Knights. Oh, they were bad. White was, helmets? 
white helmets, day glow, orange numbers, and a deep kind of fluorescent green. Oh, gracious. Horrible, horrible uniforms. So we're going to go take a quick tangent because it is part of the confusion. When we were both calling the Richmond Raiders high school football games on cable TV, there was a guy named Michael Waddell who went to play for UNC and had a cup of coffee for about three or four years in the NFL. What is he doing now? Do you have any clue? He, uh, as I understand, operates some hotels in the Nashville area. He's settled in the Nashville area. But he's, as I understand, doing pretty good. He's, he's, he's not living off past glory or hanging around the old stadium. He's decided to... And there are kind of guys from Richmond that have done that. They've gone on and played pros and home and have have been able to make themselves a new life. And that's the real success story. Because the average career in the NFL is three years. And it's it's important for these guys to understand that it's just another transition. That the end of their athletic career does not mean the end of their life in that respect. No. There are a lot of guys who've uh, you know, Gina Machetti. I mean, there are a lot of guys that don't go into coaching and don't go into uh, uh, TV or radio work. Very successful. A guy that went to my wife's high school, played for 10 years for the Baltimore Colts from the Wilmington area. Donnell Thompson owns like 20 McDonald's and five hotels in the Atlanta nice. area. So the, there are a lot of guys that I think that are prepared and and that falls back on the institution to the college. Uh, a lot of them have um, staff that are helpful in the transition, not only for those in the pros, because that's a very small percentage, but they help all graduates transition to that new life. Where I'm leading to stuff. with this is when you see speed on TV, it's one thing, but when you see speed in person, it sort of takes your breath away. And I remember seeing Waddell just awesome, kicking into gear, and you just went, oh, wow, that was so fast. Who do you think is the fastest person you've seen in person? In person? Yeah. This is before his injury, Bo Jackson. You saw him playing in person, huh? Yeah, minor league and in the major leagues. I saw him take a ball in the outfield where he ran, ran on the fence. Right. Like, at a 90-degree angle to catch the ball. I mean, he was just – this is before his hip surgery and everything. Dion was pretty fast. I saw Dion return a kickoff for a touchdown once when he was with the Falcons live. Dion was fast. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the guys. Bo was the fastest, though. I mean, that was the most incredible athlete. People talk about Jim Thorpe, and, and, and that, you know, was 100 years ago. But modern athlete, and you know, they talk about Dion, they talk about uh, Shotani and all this, but Bo Jackson could have done any sport. I mean, Bo knows, you know, we saw the commercials in the 90s. And the idea of he came back from an injury that no one comes back from. Literally, his hip bone was shattered. And they had to put, this is an operation you do for 90-year-old people. They had to put a titanium uh, ball and joint back into his hip. And it, it caused uh, blood flow loss to the inside of the socket, which is, gave him arthritis in that. And he still came back and played, I think, about five years in the major leagues. Right, he did. But yeah, 
Bo was the fastest. Uh, Dion was fast too. Those those are the ones that jump in my head real fast, like. Well, anyways, that's our pardon confusion side take for the week here. Uh, Drift into 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about some more football. So tell me another game you watched that you watched somebody you think can win the Heisman. Oh, wow. Well, I thought thought he was. He won't now. That was Sam Hartman in Notre Dame, who who Louisville just shut down. And and, and Louisville has – they need to fire the coach. I mean, he just Marcus Freeman makes dumb decisions, and he did it in the Louisville game too. Let me see my top five: uh, Heisman, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix at Oregon, uh, Michael Penix at Washington. Penix lost though over the weekend. Yeah, but that's that's still he. He's, I think he's he's got like eighty percent completion rate. Um, let me see. Oh, I love Bowers, the tight end for Georgia. I mean, he just, I listened on radio. I was coming back from the funeral and I listened to the game against Auburn at Auburn. And he just took over the second half. And that's hard for a tight end to do a quarterback, running back, a wide receiver, but for a tight end to just take over the game. And he did that. He, he led Georgia that close victory over Auburn. Uh, my man at Chapel Hill. You know, May, I, I, he ain't going to get it, but he is putting up some great numbers also. I guess that's it. If I left anybody out. No, I think uh, that's the main ones. It's just such a crazy, know, now football, I guess it's always been, you know, the skill players, but quarterbacks dominate so much, and they're so ready to dominate now. Well, no tight end has ever gotten it. I mean, and like I said, Bowers has that name recognition, and, I just enjoy how he, he gets himself open all the time. And that, again, how often do you see tight ends take over a game? And he was able to do that. Now, Georgia kind of woke up and heard too much yapping from Kentucky, and, and that's more of what we expected from Georgia as opposed to what we've seen the previous three weeks. Uh, it's interesting if you're going to come up with you think it's going to be the Final Four. I'm, I'm still saying Michigan – I'm still thinking Florida State. Uh, I still see Texas, Oklahoma. I'm going to take Oklahoma. Well, you don't forget Georgia in there. Yeah, and Georgia. That's it. That's my final four. I think that's pretty cut and dry. I think those teams are headed above all the rest at this time. SC has no defense. I mean, literally, they, they... they play arena ball. They just want to outscore you. They figure if they get the ball enough, they'll, they'll outscore you over a period of time. Uh, so we're going to transition I, again to another question on football because you're, you're okay. a football expert. So Michigan was playing Minnesota. This is the first game Michigan ran up the score a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. And when they the clock went out on third quarter and went to fourth quarter, P.J. Fleck, the coach for Minnesota, runs, dashes, sprints down to the other side of the field and wants his players to do so. And the announcers from Michigan, like, uh, good luck with that kind of enthusiasm at this point. So is that cool? Do you think that's like holding up your four fingers when it's the fourth quarter, even though you ain't getting rocked? When does these coaching techniques become just, you know, trivial and just stupid? Uh, You don't worry about what the other team does. You control what your team does. 
Uh, as for running up score, you know my philosophy in that, get a better defense. <laughs> if that's what he wants to do, as long as it's not taunting, I have no problems. I, I have no problem with guys signaling first down. I mean, it's, it's, I have no, again, you support your team. I have no, the only one that I really gets on my nerves is the defense when they get a turnover. And, the, and it's happening, it happens now in college. They all rush to the corner to get the picture taken. And how that's not a delay of game is beyond me. I guess it gives an excuse to give more commercials so they don't want to do that. I'm not a big on defense acting. I, I, I'm not big on guys genuflecting every time they make a tackle. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do is tackle the other team. But as for some legislation against it, nah, it's no problem. If that's what PJ does, I mean, we've had, not going to say Pollyannish, but, but coaches who have, have been hyped on that, that type of motivational types of things for a long time. And again, you worry about your own team. That's right. That's that's it. Yeah, so that's, do you like turnover same. chains, turnover chairs, turnover whatever they have these days? If that's what they do to motivate me, yeah, go ahead. I just don't like the prancing in the corner and delaying the game. That that I don't. But yeah, prancing, prancing. Yeah, we're talking prancing. about prancing. Yes, we're talking about prancing. I'm not big on it. Do I think they could change a rule? No, they won't. Because again, it gives more commercial time to extent. Um, if you're truly a team, you don't bring attention to an individual. But then again, that's 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 a lesson young people have to learn. But no, I got no problem with chains, or or you know the, the t-shirts, or you know big in the major leagues this year. Every major league team had a prop, and now you can't do a prop for a, a touchdown celebration. But if you got sideline prop system, we're different than. The angels putting on that uh, 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 Japanese helmet or samurai other helmet, t- samurai helmet or all the other things. Yeah, that's all right. That yeah, that keeps you going. Nah, nah I got no problems with that. But but don't gripe about the score. Get a better defense. That's on you. All right. You can't stop somebody. That's that's your problem. We're gonna jump to baseball with a rare comment. Uh-huh. I was going in through my garage and found a rookie card that I had saved. Of Joe Maurer, and I'm thinking Joe Maurer, decent player. He, that rookie card must be worth a lot of money. You want to guess how much? It's in mint condition, but do you want to guess how much it's worth? Three bucks. <laughs> a little more than that. It depends on you. Look, it's anywhere oh. from thirteen to eighteen dollars. I'm surprised because he's. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't. No, I don't I, think he's made it. I don't think. I don't will. think. I mean, then again, if Harold Rains makes it, what can I say? Uh, it, you know, he had a great start. Had a chance to be the starting quarterback for Florida State. Bobby Bowden uh, really recruited him. He was a two-sport star. Shades of Bo Jackson called back. Um, but, but, you know, he just – what really made me feel bad was during the, one of the Twins playoffs games, uh, uh, Paul Molitor sitting in the stands and, and shall I say his hairline resembles mine and yours <laughs> he he has aged badly as I always say about Paul Molitor but uh, and who's a Hall of Famer I can respect that nothing wrong with looking your age hey well yeah but it's just it was a crash of reality for you <laughs> yeah yeah because you think these guys all look and stay the same and essentially they don't 
they they kind of drift away unless they are announcers. I mean, look at Jim Palmer. He still looks the same as he did 40 oh, years ago. Man. That went, guy has a picture in the attic. He he, he's made a deal with somebody. I was at a wedding last weekend, and I was meeting some people I hadn't seen in probably 30 years. And I could tell the look on their face when I went up and started talking to them. It looked like, oh, is that really you? Or, boy, you've aged. They're not saying anything, but they're just... They're not looking just in your eyes. They're looking at your face and everything like, ooh, that guy's aged. I was looking at them the same way, so we're well, even. So that's, yeah, that's, I have to train my face not to react. Train your face. Yeah, you got to keep your face frozen. you got to like, have Botox. Because <laughs> if you like give a like, double-take look or wow, are your eyes, I mean, that's it. You don't want to. You can think it, go like, I spent rough for them, but you can't <laughs> let it facially show in that respect. Yeah, you can't go, oh my gosh, I mean, you've had some you rough go, years. When you know you're going to meet people like that, you've got to hype yourself ahead of time. All right, keep it, keep it together. Don't let your jaw drop. Don't make your eyes get big. Don't go, man. <laughs> you really got to hype yourself up for that. That's, yeah. yeah. For the most part, I did. But one if you time recognize them, mostly I don't recognize these people. I've had a lot of people in the last two weeks that have come up to me that I didn't recognize. They knew me, and that didn't make me feel good. But they, oh, I know you. I can tell you. And they, um, maybe it's because of where I was talking. But uh, I, I really, I just, at one time, I was vain enough to like fake knowing people. And I'm just completely honest. I'm sorry. I'm old. I can't remember. I don't know who you And then they'll tell me. It's just much more comfortable for That's me. That's right. Yeah, not to I've, keep on I've, the, 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 the uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? The uh, um, facade of, of knowing. Right. I think professional um, coaches, college coaches, have to be pros at this, just like politicians. They have so many players that go in and out of their program. And then 10 years later, this kid comes back who's now a man saying, hey, coach, boy, it's so good to see you again. And the coach is going, I have no clue who you are. You were a walk-on 10 years ago. So I, It's amazing. My kids' coaches still remember them. I've had students while I've taught the community college come up. And I, I'm just honest with you. I'm sorry. I don't remember who you are. I'm sorry. I'm old. I interact with a lot of people, and I hate it when people go, "You know who I am." Why, why this guessing game? Just tell me who you are. <laughs> to put you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I didn't know I was going to be on Jeopardy. I didn't. Did I put my answer <laughs> in the form of a question? Right. Test ended from 50 years ago. I shouldn't be taking tests again. Well, while we're talking about age, one less old man topic. So I've been watching the promos for the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> and that's the last thing do, I want to do. Do you seeing. not have any? Do you ever? Don't you have any other channels? Yeah, it was funny. I was watching the. We were watching the ABC game, which was Notre Dame and uh, uh, Louisville, and they had um, uh, uh, Rogers' brother to do the color. Aaron Rogers' brother. Oh, which yeah. I was with my son. He said, "Who's who's Jordan Rogers?" It was Aaron Rogers' brother. He was on The Bachelor. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, he played at Vanderbilt. He was quarterback at Vanderbilt. And they said, Jesse Palmer is unavailable on assignment for with ABC. And I go, yeah, 
He's doing the stupid golden bachelor. That's what he's on a site wasting his time with. Which that's a guy who who's marketed his good looks as far as he could to be such a mediocre quarterback. Uh, I mean, he was okay at Florida, but I think you could measure his time with the uh, Giants with a stopwatch. And even a cup of coffee. Yeah. All right. Well, back to sports. That was my yes, yes. going off the rails. All right. So your Braves are, <laughs> are right out of it. Yes. So talk to me about your Braves. No hitting. If you can't score, you can't win. This is a team that led the league in uh, first inning runs. And, and people talk about the playoff structure. And every time this happens, because it's not just them, it's the Dodgers also. It's all the favorites. The Orioles have been blasted out. And they talk about is having that buy a disadvantage. And it's just the hot teams, the teams that are, that are hot. Because right now, I would say the World Series is either going to be the Diamondbacks or the Phillies playing the Rangers. I mean, those are the three hot teams right now because no one wants to see Houston come back. The world does not want to see <laughs> Astros at the World Series again. I mean, this is you can take the, the, the old uh, Oakland Raiders and the bad boys of Detroit and double them and, and multiply it, and this is the most hated professional sports team. This is in wrestling wait, terms. Wait, wait, wait. More hated than the Yankees? Come on. I think right now Houston is nationwide. I, I think there was no – a lot of people don't perceive that it was retribution for the players that cheated. Well, now their yeah. players are dispersed. Like Korea is playing for the Twins. Are you against the Twins now? They're playing each other. No, I mean, you know, that's, that's Rocco Baldelli. I mean, I've always liked Rocco. Liked him when he played for Tampa Bay. But I know I think the whole franchise, the owner, didn't have any real retribution. He had to pay a small minor fine. But, yeah, I think Houston, I think there are a lot of people that if Houston's in the World Series again, they will not watch it. I think there's still a lot of residual hatred. Well, your Braves still have a chance. They're only down one game. Yeah, down 3 nothing. Well, four nothing and, now. I hate to tell you. Four nothing. Oh, yeah. But that's only down two games. That's all. If you can't hit, you're not going to win. And they did have a better record on the road than home. And home field advantage means absolutely nothing in baseball. But the Phillies are hot. The Diamondbacks are the ones that shocked me. I mean, they, they Carroll, at, at, at the outfielder, the rookie of the year. He just. It's the team is very fast. I mean, I didn't see. The bigger bases and the only three throws, throws to first significantly affect baseball during the regular season, but I'm seeing it in the playoffs. And, and Arizona is just, I mean, that's it. They're just hot. and They destroyed. And that might be the last time we see Kershaw play. It, it, I'd hate to think that it is. But there are rumors he's going to retire. They give up five runs before he got one out. Yeah, I think he's that's, done. I mean, teams play three games. They get all, all the first round was sweeps. And the problem is, well, best out of three, if you win that first game, you've got the major advantage. And if you've got two good pitchers, these first two rounds are pretty easy to deal with. I mean, best three out of five, uh, you win over 100, run, 100 games like the Orioles and the Braves, and you lose that first game at home, it's, you're behind the eight ball. It's, it's hard to come back from that. 
So, yeah, I think it's going to be Diamondbacks or Phillies. And I think it's going to be the Rangers, which, you know, Bochy's got three uh, World Series rings. Why are we surprised? He's doing a pretty good job with Texas. And he's got the payroll. But I hear Rangers' bullpen is the problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they brought in uh, uh, Chapman from the Royals, and he's not the pitcher he was when he was with the Yankees and the Cubs, but a little bit better than what they had. Uh, there's a rumor going that uh, Max Scherzer is going to be pitching a game. Oh, I got some trivia for you. Uh, Saturday, Verlander won his game for Houston. Again, winning for Houston in the post. He has now has the second most postseason wins in all of Major League Baseball history. Who has the first? Wow. I want to say um, oh, Roger Clemens. No, but it was the guy who did PEDs. Posa- oh, uh, the other guy for the Yankees, um, the lefty. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. But, I mean, that's just incredible because we never think of Pettit as a Hall of Famer in that respect. But And again, this is a guy who owned up to it. And I think that's why a lot of people don't remember he had PEDs. And I think that's kind of our culture and our society. You make mistakes, you own up to it. People are pretty forgiving. But Clemens still to this day, even though his wife was taking PEDs also, just basically says, no, I never did. And I think that's why he'll never see the Hall of Fame. Am I too old to take PEDs? Maybe it would help me. No, no, no. You know, they used to have that ginkgo, whatever is it, the ginkgo <laughs> stuff? Ginkgo right? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to help our memory. Obviously, from this podcast, we see it ain't helping <laughs> us. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the ginkgo. But, I, yeah, I'd love to play off. Even if the Rays get swept, I'll watch. Because there's nothing like the World Series, but but this playoff structure is just they're going to have to work it out some more. Now, what they're going to do is add more teams to playoffs because that's more games and that's more money. I are mean, they going to start any sooner, or are they going to be playing in December and January? So many dumb stadiums, they'll they'll play in. You know, we've already played in November a couple times. I know, crazy. Uh, then, uh, and they're not going to shorten the season, and they're not going to start it earlier, and they're not going to do double headers because that costs them money. That's All right, Ernest. A- well, this this week we need to get to your famous closing comments a little earlier because we have multiple sports athletes who were famous passed away this last week. You ready to talk about them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, start off with Brooks Robinson. Uh, in my right here, I have a picture frame of a small print that I have a large one in my living room. It's Norman Rockwell. And it's a painting of Brooks Robinson signing an autograph for a kid. And you just see the joy in it. And he's giving the kid his glove. I mean, Brooks Robinson is the epitome of Baltimore. Someone's talking about who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of Baltimore baseball. And it'd be Brooks. It'd be Frank. It'd be Palmer. And it would be Cal. Uh, those guys, if, if, you know, Baltimore is what John Kennedy wants to Washington was a big city with uh, downtown, small town, Southern charm and Baltimore's that way. They, that's what they call it. Charm city. Uh, all the Colts lived in there. All the old Orioles lived in town. 
they owned businesses there, bowling alleys and restaurants. And, and Brooks was there for 23 years. There'll never, ever be another major league player played at the same state, same team for 23 years. Uh, MVP back in 63. Uh, the, the story I heard, and this came from uh, uh, John Stedman, who was the announcer for a writer in the Baltimore paper there. He said, uh, Reggie Jackson played in New York and the name Candy Bars for him. Brooks played in Baltimore and people named their kids after him. Nice, nice. He has the major league record for the most one-run Driven in on one to nothing games in Major League Baseball. Fifteen times for the Orioles, he drove in the only run to win a game. There's a nice little picture I saw of him with his 15 gold gloves. 15. And statistically, I mean, the numbers don't jump at you, but he was he was class personified. I had an opportunity to meet him once. I still haven't washed my hand. One hand for him, one for Jordan. Uh, it was an FCA meeting for RAs, which he was big in. Uh, no one, nowhere has anything bad to say about him. Uh, he had been sick for some time. He had fell off a stage speaking at a charity group back in 2006. He had a bout of cancer in 2013. He, uh, if you really want to have a laugh, go on YouTube. Kids, for you under the age of 40, there used to be a product called Bud Light. <laughs> and they used to do these commercials. You're not talking Miller Light. Sports yeah. stars. Miller Light, Miller Light. Sorry, got my beers mixed up. Miller Light. Tastes great, less filling. That was the, the ad term. And they put sports stars, and this is, where Bubba Smith and, and John Madden and uh, Bob Bucher and all these guys really made the name. But they did a great commercial with Brooks and Frank Robinson playing out the fact that they were brothers. And Frank Robinson came to the Orioles in 1965 with uh, somewhat of a reputation of a hothead. Since then, he traded him uh, for a mediocre pitcher. And he went to the Orioles in his first year. He won the Triple Crown. Where's one? Four games, zero. They beat Koufax in the last game Koufax ever pitched. But in the commercial, they play out the facts how they're brothers. And Brooks was the first one to approach him when he came into the locker room. Now, remember, Baltimore is a southern city. I mean, it's, it's about as southern as Atlanta or Montgomery or Nashville and all those towns, even though it's located in the north. And it was, uh, Brooks made that available. I mean, uh, Brooks, I heard a couple of players talk. Uh, Jim Palmer was gave a beautiful uh, eulogy about how when new players would come on, Brooks would go to him and say, listen, you don't have to carry the team. Look around you. There are guys here. And he was kind of a nice guy, uh, good cop, bad cop with Earl Weaver. Because Earl was a little bit of a hothead, but uh, he he uh, again, it's part of my childhood is gone, pretty much because I was a Brooksy fan. Hold on a second. 
been choked up. <clears throat> All choked up. When we grew up for the Tigers, we had a hate-love relationship with Robinson because we hated that every ball hit to him, he would get on third base, and they called him the human vacuum cleaner. And yet he was such a decent guy, you couldn't stay mad at the guy because he looked like he belonged on the Andy Griffith show. He wasn't physically intimidating. He wasn't, um, you know, arrogant. He was just a good old boy, you know, if if you want to say it that way. So, yeah, he'll be greatly missed. And you're, I love that quote about, or you're saying about, in Baltimore they named their kids after him. And he was the oh. one who stopped working for the Orioles. He said, hey, I can't keep up with the game anymore. You know, basically, hey, yeah. thanks. Baffert didn't put him on the expansion list, and the Toronto Blue Jays were going to pick him up. And he said, no, I'm an Oriole. See, in honor of him, I still wear a comb-over like him. <laughs> that's that's what I attempt to do. I mean, I, I, it's true. Like I said, the success was based on the fact that he was left-handed. The, the only thing right-handed he did was field and bat. And he, he, uh, he said his proficiency at fielding came from he was an avid ping-pong player. And you think about the, the motions you go through in playing ping-pong and playing third base are very similar. That's why they call it the hot corner. And a lot of people will argue the fact, they'll say, well, Mike Schmidt had better statistics and was a decent enough second for third baseman or, or people come and say, Greg Nettles made some miraculous plays. But it goes beyond just statistics. It was Brooks was Baltimore. He was, you know, even though born in Arkansas, he was, uh, and he lived there the rest of his life. He never left. Once he was brought up in the majors, that's the only place. Right. And he, and he had problems with the visor on his helmet. So he took a hacksaw, and you always tell Brooks on any old, you know, you don't have the HD quality of old films or YouTube or uh, the old, but he hacksawed, he cut the, uh, the, his bill in half so he could see better, batting. So you instantly know it's Brooks when you see that helmet. He's the only one who would do that. And then, you know, we've got to realize when he came up, helmets were not mandatory. Some guys still wore Hats with inserts at that time. It didn't become mandatory about 65, I believe, in baseball. This seems strange with all the 100-yard, 100-mile-an-hour pitchers we have now. The guys who go up there without a helmet. (laughs) It is. It's crazy. Now they require them to wear, like the first base coach to wear something. That's a John Olerud. All right, we got to get to Dick Buckus, too. I mean, talk about the two big names of each of their sports. The, the big well again he didn't have the longevity that that uh, Bruce had only played nine years for a team that never had a winning record but the draft in 65 and he was two-way player in Illinois he played center and middle linebacker they had the third and fourth draft pick in 65 and they picked Gail Sayers at number three and Buckus at number four in in the words of Larry David Pritt Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Buckus was middle linebacker. I mean, there were other guys at that time, like Nitschke, like Schmidt, uh, my guy, I mean, Miles Schmidt at Detroit, Schmidt at Detroit, uh, Mike Curtis from the Colts. But Buckus was a middle linebacker. 
And that's it. Uh, uh, Sam, I can't remember his name. Used to be the Giants and Redskins. Huff? Yeah, Sam Huff. That's another one. But he was, the, the CBS did an hour documentary, 60 minutes actually, on the violent world of Sam Huff. But Blackus was a middle linebacker. I mean, he just, he, he had that look. I know people are going to say, well, Mike Singletary had that stare. No, no, no. Butkus was just the name. Uh, you remember Rocky the movie? Uh, Stick with it. You remember Rocky the movie? Yeah, Rocky of course. Yeah. What was the name of his dog? Butkus. Okay, I get That's it now. Right. I'm thinking, like, okay. where is he going with this? See, see, I reel you in. That's how, that's how overwhelming. It was a name made for a middle linebacker. But he was known for being tough. And when I was in sixth grade, I wanted a helmet like his because I was going to play defense in this little league uh, team. And so they had a helmet with a regular front lower guard, but the little circle around to protect your nose. And I wanted it because of Buckus because that was a tough helmet. So he influenced little kids like me back in 1969, 1970. Namath wore the same helmet, so so much for being tough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he and and went on to a fairly decent. I mean, you look at IMDb, which is the internet movie database. He had a pretty good, successful career as an actor. I mean, he was never a star. He was a character actor, and usually, you know, those types of roles. But wasn't he he in the longest yard, the original one? He was in the original Longest Yard. He was more movies and shows than you think about. Uh, he was an Airwolf. Remember Airwolf? Yeah, it's about these Black Hawk helicopters. Helicopters, yes, yes. They didn't last long. I mean, he was in a lot of shows, uh, a lot of kids' shows and everything, and that's just it. He just was that intimidating. Uh, he actually was one of the announcers for the original XFL. But he exuded that. I mean, that's that's... You never thought Butkus would die again. I, I saw him in last year at a, at a Bears game, and again, the irony is never played in a playoff game, never played on a winning team. He had two Hall of Famers. Now Sayers had injuries. Gail Sayers is still with us. Gail Sayers had injuries. I mean, I really got exposed to Gail Sayers by watching uh, Brian Song. Brian Song, because the NFL would put footage of him in there. And he had even a briefer career. He only lasted six years. Well, I thought you were going to compare him to Dicka because Dicka's still around. Right? <clears throat> right? Yeah, Dicka's still around. Hey, who's your who's your Mount Rushmore for uh, the Bears? Oh, Dicka, Buckus, Gale Sayers, and Walter Payton. No Singletary? No. Okay. No, no Jim McMahon? No. Okay. No Willie Gold. The fridge okay. is the mountain that the Rushmore is built on, though. No George Howes? <laughs> no. No. I mean, Howes was the Bears. He was the coach. He was no, the player. You asked. That's why I, I came up with four good ones. So Okay. How would right. you you'd change those four? No, I think it was pretty good. I could really mess you up. Asked you for the Mount Rushmore of the Lions. Uh, no, the, the Tigers. Lions. <laughs> Tigers. Oh, wow. Uh, it's got to be Al Kaline. Um, Ty Cobb, even though he was a jerk. Um, Bill Freehand, just for sentimental reasons. And um, I'm going to go Mickey Lolich, just for sentimental reasons, too. Not Mickey Cabrera. No, no. Mickey's a great player. But anyways, 
we're running up with time here. Um, so glad that you joined us for another podcast. And Ernest, any predictions for you've already done football? I mean, baseball. Any predictions on football this next week? Well, the big game is Washington, Oregon. Uh, I think Oregon will win that. The other big game is Carolina, Miami. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm every game that Carolina plays, and and Max just enjoying himself so much. Like we talked about it earlier on another podcast, but he's the first coach to win a hundred games at two different schools. Right. Amazing. You know, Texas, Texas ain't been good since he left. You ever noticed that? <laughs> Texas hasn't really been all that good since since he's gone around. Again, it's it's uh you know, we gotta worry about Florida State. I think we'll beat Clemson. We I just say I'll join the team, I guess. I know we keep us out. Yeah, I mean, the, the way the Panthers have played, I've got to have one winning football in some sport. Thank goodness hockey starts tomorrow. <laughs> uh, go Hurricanes. Go it's, it's, uh, you heard my Final Four in football in the NCAA. You heard what I think the World Series will be. Uh, the NFL, to me, in the NFL, there are three teams that are above everybody else. And that's the uh, 49ers. And that's the, the 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 Miami and the Eagles. Everybody else is even the Chiefs. I have some questions about their defense, and if Kelsey can stay healthy for the rest of the year, right, right, and not be looking at the his box up uh, his box. I shouldn't say box. His uh, uh, she box didn't show up for the last think. game. She was on tour, so no, no, that's that's. Uh, I mean, Frisco just destroyed Dallas. And you look at Brock Purdy do this. And I saw him in Iowa State. And I thought, well, he's a good college quarterback. And we've said this before. Those linebackers from the 49ers, that whole defense, that is such a dominant team. And, and what do they do? They go out and get Randy Gregory from the Broncos. Rich getting rich. What does Miami do? They get uh, uh, Chase Play uh, play who from the Bears? Another wide was like like the Dolphins need another wide receiver. <laughs> you never know. This I mean, day and age. to put seventy on Denver. Uh, and again, I I am enjoying um, Denver's situation quite a bit. You saw what happened after the Jets game. Yeah, yeah. Week. Hackett got the game ball. Nice. That was that was classy of the head coach. Right. But uh, Sean Payton is, is it's, it's almost a, a Meyer situation in that, that I love to see people get their just desserts. I think him doing football and Fox went to his head a little too much. But we got to wrap this baby up. Ernest, uh, thanks for joining me again down in North Carolina. And I'll just let you know, up in Michigan tonight, we're going to get down to the 40s. The knit hats are back. The coats are back. The... The cold snap in the air is back, but that means football are coming to the end or toward the end of a good Big Ten season. So for Ernest Watts, I'm Paul Arnold. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to report us to the FFA or what is it? Not the FAA. Future Farmers. Future Farmers. <laughs> no, what is the, the, FCC. SEC. Yeah, that's it. 
Wow. Yeah, report us to the farming. You still report us to the future farmers. Yeah, yeah. the farmers. I have not been drinking, folks. It's a long day. It's a Monday. What can I say? Uh, email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. And have a good night. Wow, that wasn't a two. That was a three-point landing on that one. That was reporters to the NRA or <laughs> uh, the AARP. Maybe be AARP. better. AARP. <laughs>